This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Holy nightmare. Starting tonight, people will die. <laughs> Why don't we cut you up into little pieces and feed you to your pooches? Absolute DC Comics Podcast. Some Halloweeny comics. Some spooky comics. That's right. How about some dark and creepy comics? Oh, we were supposed to go for dark and creepy? I went for dark and creepy because if we went for Halloween, I mean, we'd be talking like everybody else talks and we'd be talking a long Halloween. Well, right? It's a good thing that I have one super dark and creepy comic, but I also oh, yeah. have I have a lighthearted one to talk as well. Awesome. Yeah. So the lighthearted one is The Killing Joke. That's lighthearted? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> oh, here's well, a happy, <laughs> happy comic <laughs> for everyone to talk about. Yeah. No, well... Welcome to the Halloween episode of the Absolute DC Podcast. That's right. I guess it's like a little early than Halloween, but whatever, it happens. Yeah. Right? I don't even know what day Halloween is. I guess it's coming out the Tuesday after this comes out. That's right. (laughs) So we wanted to talk some... Halloweenish DC comics from our past because there, I guess, there really isn't anything from right now. I I picked one from right now, actually. There's one from right now. Yeah, you didn't read it though. Oh. Oh, is it like the Halloween special or something? The Harley Quinn something something something? <laughs> no, it's not an actual <laughs> Halloween themed book. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Sometimes they put out like weird one shots around the holiday. Yeah. Right. But um. So, so Ronnie and I picked a couple books that we wanted to talk about, and you want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. Well, I'll start it off a little lighthearted okay. before it gets totally creepy. <laughs> the first book, I just went for a straight-up Halloween episode, or issue, I should say. Okay. So I, I went all the way back to... I don't know when it came out. Sometime in the 90s, I'm guessing. Uh, A Young Justice issue. Young Justice number three. Mm. Where, basically, um, I I guess I'll give you the rundown of the episode. There there are these three guys who call themselves the um, the three horsemen of the computer age. Which is, it's really funny looking at their computers. Because (laughs) they're, they're all... Oh man, it's like almost Apple IIe level stuff. <laughs> but um, they they do this whole thing to summon, basically, like a, a young version of Mister Mixoldplex, Mixexplex, whatever. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. That's close enough. Yeah, but yeah, so it summons like this this young version of him, you know, who really doesn't know, you know, much of anything. Mm-hmm. So it, it's basically. The um, Young Justicians, uh, it's pretty much, uh, who is it? It's Impulse, it's Superboy, and it's Robin. Uh, are They're having like a big Halloween party because I guess the, the people, you know, the, the town people were like, we want to have something like a safe alternative for Halloween for all the kids. And, you know, they can hang out in their costumes because everyone's in costumes. Um so they're having this this party and there's music, you know, with the DJ and um basically um Mr. Mixisplex six 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 shows up. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up at the party and he has no idea what's going on. So he's trying to learn, you know, sort of about people, I guess. So he starts doing like weird stuff where like half of the people become 
like rapidly aged and you know some of the other people are just like they're totally dancing out of control they can't you know whatever and he and he's trying to figure out like what how much people are panicking you know like doing research on whatever just you know for whatever purpose and of course superboy and robin and and impulse are like well what are you doing you can't do this you know this is kind of ridiculous um they're they're using their powers and of course he figures out you know all their oh this is interesting blah 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 kind of stuff so right. he uh eventually they convince him that he can't do the stuff that he's doing and you know that basically it's like you can't aggravate people and we know in your future you're going to just drive you know superman totally insane so you need to knock it off so he goes okay you know I pledge, whatever, I pledge I'm not going to do anything anymore. You know, I'm going to live, uh, what does he say, something about I'm going to live, like, dedicated to science and learning. <laughs> and stops. And um, while this is going on, uh, Red Tornado is just cruising around because his daughter, I guess, is out trick-or-treating. He's just watching her. So a after, like, he resolves that he's not going to do anything, <laughs> pretty much the entire outside world... <laughs> turns into the apocalypse <laughs> just like all <laughs> chaos breaks loose it's fire and brimstone and, and nuttiness everywhere outside the building that the, the <laughs> you know the heroes are in with their dance right. because they realize that him tormenting superman is like what holds the universe together and because he's no longer that guy everything goes nuts so they're like well we have to figure out how to get him to do that again so pretty much they show him i mean they don't come out and say it but it's it's sort of obvious they they show him a whole bunch of uh three stooges episodes where he starts <laughs> he starts laughing hysterically and he starts you know basically goes off and does his old crazy <laughs> you know his crazy self and they you know they see that uh you know, they go outside and basically everything is fine. And he made like an amusement park outside instead, <laughs> you know, instead of the fire and brimstone. And that, that's, that's the, the, you know, the meat and potatoes of that, episode, of that issue. Hmm. That sounds interesting. I don't think I've ever read that. Yeah. It, it's one I read a long time ago and I was like, I got to find this. And I, I was able to pull out a copy. <laughs> it was like, Oh, this is fantastic. I can't believe I still have it. <laughs> But yeah, it's just like ludicrous, you know, I, and I think my favorite part about it is pretty much they convince him not to torture Superman, which you'd think mm -hmm. would be this great thing. <laughs> and of course, like it just causes basically the end of the world. <laughs> hmm. Well, mine is much recent than that. It is the miniseries that just came out with Dead Man. Ah. called Dead Man, Dark Mansion, and For of Forbidden Love. Interesting. I've not read that one yet. Yeah, and it's pretty good. Um, it's basically Boston is trapped in this gothic mansion, and um, it's haunted and has forces of darkness inside. And um, this young woman and her lover... Um, the young woman's name is Bernice okay. and her lover uh, slash see I don't remember if it's her husband or not so forgive me but he's a writer and they try to go to this mansion to like get away because he's, he's had writer's block yada yada and um, she's also in love with his best friend but throughout that whole love triangle thing, um, there's romance and mystery and evil, <laughs> you know, throughout the whole, I think it's six issues, I believe. Okay. And, um, it's Sarah Vaughn doing the writing and Lane Medina on art. Okay. So, um, the art is dark and gritty and, I don't want to say scratchy because it's not scratchy, but it definitely fits the tone of the story. Okay. And is, so, is it huh? is it like um, I I'm trying to think. I don't remember if I even like looked through any of these yet. Is is it like um, 
kind of a painted thing, or is it? Um, it's kind of like Mitch Mitch's art in Sheriff of Babylon style. Oh, okay. But okay. just but there's no like vibrant colors per se, except for I would say like Boston's red outfit, you know, right. or just like that a couple highlight stuff. stuff. Yeah. Okay. And so you have the love triangle going on. You have Boston kind of, uh, he gets thrown into the mansion. So he's not even sure why he's there or why he's trapped. He was floating outside, like in the town and he hears the distress call at the mansion. And as soon as he like goes through the doors and is inside the mansion, it's magically or mystically locks him inside so he can't get out either okay and so then um the young woman thinks she's going crazy because she sees all this um dark uh magical stuff happening around her Mm -hmm. so then um he basically shows himself to her not like in a pervert way but like (laughs) Let's her see him <laughs> without possessing her, and then they try to figure out what has a hold of the mansion where certain people can come in and go, but those her and her husband slash lover right and Boston can't leave, but other people can come and go, like the best friend that she um has a crush on or whatever so yeah, it's it's a real cool. Uh, how do you say? It's not like Romeo and Juliet style, you know, where it's a tragic type thing. But there is tragic moments, and it's not like gore either, you right. know. So it's like one of those love ghost type. Uh, Dr. Mirage yeah, type Dr. Mirage sort of story. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I thought that fit, you know, this. Because, like I said, there's not that much actual, well, for me, standout Halloween-themed episodes or issues. Right. So, but I thought that kind of felt in the genre that we were going for. Yeah, that's the, the other book... Uh, that I was going to talk about isn't Halloween. It's just sort of straight up horror. Mm-hmm. Um, were, were you done with the Dead yeah, Man? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Done with that See, but before I get into the other book, there was one I wanted to talk about, but mm-hmm. I can't find it anywhere. Years and years and years ago, uh, I was at my grandparents' house up in Massachusetts, and um, you know, as kids do, you wander and look in like the attic and the storerooms and where they have a bunch of stuff. And we used to go and see, you know, like all my aunt's old vinyls, you know, so we'd sit and listen to records when we were up there. And one time I found a box with a bunch of old comic books. Mm -hmm. So of course my cousin and I are flipping through them. And there was one, I, I want to say it was an adventure comics from, I have no idea when, you know, maybe the fifties, I guess. I don't even know. But I just remember there was an issue with um, Bizarro where it's Halloween and Bizarro doesn't understand the concept of Halloween. (laughs) Okay. And he's just – and, you know, this is like, you know, 40s, 50s Bizarro. So he's – Yeah. You know, um, but I just – I really wanted to try and figure this out and I can't find it. You know, like obviously there's no digital (laughs) version of it somewhere. But – yeah, I, I was trying to look for it. I can't find it. I just remember thinking it was hysterical when I was younger that he's like, I don't get why people are in costumes, you know, being strange and why, you know, Bizarro <laughs> doesn't understand kind of stuff. It was kind of amusing, at least back then. And, right. and I mean, I could be making this entire thing up <laughs> in my own head and this never existed, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure. I'm hoping if uh, maybe Mike Myers is listening, he'll be able to, to answer. Because he seems like the kind of guy that might know strange yeah. issues of adventure comics from, who knows, 1948 or something. <laughs> 48 and on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But the the other comic I actually wanted to talk about is one you may have read. Um, it's an issue of Superman Batman from, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago. Issue, issue uh, 60, 65, I guess. And the the cover is like, it's got the Batman and Superman logo. And the obviously the bat is black and the S is in red, but it's all dripping blood down okay. on a, a grave, like a, a gravestone that says, here lies the world's finest. Okay. So, you know, pretty much going in, you know, it's going to be <laughs> some, <laughs> some kind of messed up. But um, pretty much the story, it's kind of split into like four or five parts. The um, the first part of the story, it's Superman is flying around and he sees there's a plane and the plane's going to, you know, the plane loses an engine or something. And somehow, you know, he thinks that he's been there before and somehow on the plane is, you know, his mother and uh, Perry's on the plane and Lois Lane is on the plane and Jimmy Olsen is on the plane. So it's basically like everyone that he cares about. And he takes off flying as fast as he can, and the plane is going down, and he's faster and faster, and somehow the plane keeps getting farther away. And the plane crashes into the woods, and he gets to the plane like he doesn't get how he didn't make it on time. And he sees, you know, basically everybody is on fire and dead inside. So after that ends, it cuts to, like, the Scarecrow, and, you know, talking about how, you know, he's going to give nightmares to everybody or something like that they'll never wake up from. And mm -hmm. you see that there's Superman and Batman and the Joker and Lex Luthor are all, um, are all like unconscious. And it's pretty much, he's just giving them these nightmares. Um, after the Superman one, um, is like a Joker story where, you know, he's, pretty much like a clown in a circus just getting angrier and angrier and people are you know he's not trying to be funny and everyone is laughing at him right and he's just like freaking out because like he doesn't want you know he's not a joke he doesn't want people to laugh mm -hmm. um and then that one ends and then the next one is lex luthor and he is going into the daily planet and he's trying to figure out what's going on and everybody's you know, they're all looking for, for him and he's like, oh, you know, I'm this important guy and blah, 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 whatever. But then he gets there and he realizes, you know, he realizes that he's basically just this like schlub photographer. He's pretty much Jimmy Olsen, you know, that okay. he thinks he's yeah. supposed to be this big, important, whatever. And he's like a nobody. Um, and Batman's story is totally messed up and it's sort of relevant because, um, you know, like to today's Batman, because it's Bruce Wayne, he's exercising and, you know, Alfred is there and he goes, oh, you know, uh, Selena asked me, you know, to tell you to come to breakfast before the food gets cold. And he wanders downstairs and he's married to Selena and Dick Grayson is their son and his parents are sitting there at breakfast also. Mm -hmm. And he's all confused, you know, why they're all there. And he's like, um... You know, why wouldn't we be here? And then, of course, Alfred puts the food down on the platter, and it's a dead bat. And he's like, uh, okay. And Alfred's like, oh, this is just a reminder of how things are supposed to be. And Alfred whips out a machine gun and just shoots everybody at the table. <laughs> um, and his father's still alive. And, um, you know, basically he puts a gun in Bruce's hand saying, you know, this is... You have to know what it's supposed to be like. It's your fault. You know, it's everything is your fault. You have to do it. You have to kill your father and basically puts the gun in his hand and, and pulls the trigger to shoot his dad in the head. And, and somehow that jars Batman awake from this nightmare. And he sort of tries to wake up Superman, but he then goes after, you know, Scarecrow and Scarecrow. Um, they're in a cemetery. And of course he has like, flaming jack-o'-lantern heads and he uses his batarangs to knock him on the ground so scarecrow <laughs> is pretty much now like surrounded by these huge flames and batman is you know just gonna let him die because that's what 
older Batman, I guess, would do. But Superman <laughs> wakes up and puts out the fire and, you know, basically capture <laughs> Scarecrow. And they're like, oh, you know, I wonder what his nightmare would be <laughs> in the last panel of the book is um, him basically up as a Scarecrow with Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz standing by him with Toto. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's... I I think it might have been a Halloween issue. I, I don't remember. But I was just like, that one's too good. Because it's probably one of the most messed up comics I remember reading back then. Oh, yeah. You I'm, know? Glad. I'm glad you said that. Because that segues perfectly into the next book that I brought up. Uh-oh. That I'm going to bring up. Because we grew up in the 90s, right? Yeah. But Uh-oh. when we were growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, we still had the like cheesy cookie cutter type stuff, right? Right. Like um, at that point, the killing joke and Barbara getting shot or um, Speedy being a heroin addict was probably like the most shocking things, right? Yeah. Okay, so for me, um, it it came out in '94. Okay, and it's Green Lantern issue number fifty-four. Okay, Green Lantern volume three, issue number fifty-four, and it's um, after Hal has went crazy and killed most of the lanterns from Parallax, right? Right. right. So Kyle is the is the Green Lantern. Do you know where I'm going with this now? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he comes home in this issue, and he finds the note that says, there's a surprise for you in the fridge. Yep. Love A, which is Alexandra DeWitt, which is his, his at that time, girlfriend, and they've been on again, off again, because Kyle's been like one of those guys that didn't care about work. Yeah. Which he didn't, he cared about work, but he didn't care about work because he was trying to, he was a teenager himself or college kid himself, right? right? Trying to balance being a Green Lantern and normal everyday life. So she, she saw it as that, right? Mm-hmm. So he's thinking, oh, well, you know, this is the on day where we're on and he walks over to the fridge and she's (laughs) stuffed into the fridge dead. Yep. Yep. You know that this, this issue not to cut you off is where, um, Gail Simone came up with her whole women in refrigerators syndrome. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Where, you know, this is basically where, where she started just pointing out, I guess where there's no rhyme or reason and just women in comics get victimized. Like, completely ridiculously yeah i think she says that it's cheap violence against women instead of actually writing character development yeah yeah it's the whole thing but uh, for me at that time it's like whoa what the hell did i just read you know what i mean yeah because stuff like that doesn't happen yeah Yeah. but i mean unless like unless back then you're reading like a tales from the crypt comic or something like that but right, like right. in your superhero books, you don't find bodies in refrigerators. Right. So like, well, I guess like maybe the death of Jason Todd could have been around that time too, right? Oh yeah. So and yes, I raised my hand. I'm the one that called in and voted <laughs> for him to take the crowbar four times, if I remember correctly. Four times, yes. <laughs> hey. My friend's parents didn't care, yeah. so we each called in four times. <laughs> um, but yeah, like at this time, I'm reading it and I'm like, "Whoa!" It just like floored me the whole time, and I think for me, it brought me in closer to Kyle because we weren't. I mean, he wasn't like a sidekick per se he was off on his own but he was still a young hero so like for me i'm not saying like oh that could happen to me i'll go to my girlfriend's house and find her in the freezer or whatever you know 
But like for me, I I was along for the ride with him since he got the uh, the ring. So it kind of I was there with him, if that makes sense, through the ups and downs. And then like when he opened the fridge and because I mean honestly, I'll try to tweet it out, but it doesn't like show a graphic. It shows a cracked fridge, and you can't really tell if it's what's in there you know what i'm saying yeah so it had to be laid out in the word bubble so yeah uh to me that and that was like a creepy and dark part because like i said i didn't see that coming and then when he realized it then you know i felt the anguish and the emotion with him as i was reading it yeah and I didn't know who um, Major Force was at the time, right. but I knew I hated him, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> Even though I thought that um, Alexandra was kind of annoying, but at that time, it was like, it's 94, so freshman-ish yeah. year, I guess. Like, girls are annoying at that time. You like them. But uh, <laughs> they can get annoying. You know right. what I mean? So it was like, oh, yeah, that's how they're supposed to be. So I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's my number two off-the-wall Halloween-ish, dark and creepy. Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned the Green Lantern stuff, I should have I should have gone back and reread Blackest Night because that's – Yeah. Some yeah. of that is creepy as hell. Yeah. And I could have used that for this, but I was like, oh, it's probably too obvious. But right, yeah. I mean, I one thing, the one thing I do like. I mean, I guess that came from the uh, this episode or th- this issue is that uh-huh. like Kyle after she died, like w- didn't he had a couple chances right to bring her back to life? Yes. Like Parallax was going to do it, and he said no. Right. And I forget the other guy, one of the new gods, maybe. That he was going to trade, uh, he was offering uh, Kyle's soul in exchange for her. Yep. I think. I don't remember yep. who that was. Metatron, maybe? No, I don't think it was. Shoot, I don't remember. Neron? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, but it, you know, like. It it shows, I mean, I guess it sets the stage for the future with Kyle where it shows, you know, his, you know, strong will and resolve and, you know, he's going to always kind of be the the good guy. Right. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's. And that's one of the things that's like always his emotional struggle, right? Right. So. Yeah. But. <clears throat> yeah man that's a good issue I gotta go back yeah. and dig that one out too yeah that's a really good issue yeah um you have any more Halloweenish episode or issues Jeez, keep uh, uh, I don't I mean there's a couple that I think we could talk about that would be like obvious ones but I tried to do not so obvious ones yeah um you know, like the Sioux getting raped and murdered, you know. Oh, yeah. That's that's a dark and crazy one, right? And then, like you said, like the long Halloween or even the killing joke or like what stands out in, in everybody's mind. But I just tried to go up, obscure, like um, Alamore Swamp thing. There's a couple of story arcs there that are crazy and dark as well. Right. Do you have any more? No. I, uh, yeah, I, I tried going for the same thing where I went, um, you know, I, I wanted to go, I, at first I was trying to remember back if I could think of any actual Halloween issues. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, the, I stumbled upon the young justice one and then I was like, all right, instead of Halloween, let's find, you know, let's go horror-ish, but let's not go, 
you know, like you said, the obvious horror ones right. that everyone always yeah. talks about. So that's yeah. that's where I got back into a uh, Superman Batman because still, I mean, that issue <laughs> when you think about it, it it's just like super dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even like a death in a family, right? With Jason Todd, right? That, honestly, that that arc. I would say, what's the Snyder's run? Uh, that meant, that has the same name. Oh, or, death, death of the family. Yeah, see that one's a little more darker, as in like the arc of it. Yeah, as to where a death in the family. It's just is violent. Just, it's just violent and like <laughs> right at the end, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, you know that one's obvious, and of course, uh, I was trying to think of a different one. I mean, um, of course, you know, there's like where what's her name? Um, where Tar Tarantula is that her name? Could be Tar- where she um, uh, quote unquote rapes Nightwing in that oh, one issue. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean. There's yeah. like a, man, there was a lot of weird sexual assaults in comics. Yeah, there was, really. Like, because there's like, um, where Shadow uh, throws herself onto a feverish, almost dying Ollie Queen, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, you got Speedy, who, his name's Speedy, so you might as well do the heroin, right? Yep. Which I'm, I don't want to take it lightly because, like, when that came out, like I said, it was revolutionary in books too. You know. Yeah, I mean, because like, today, not, if it came out today, I don't think it would be. Do you think it well, would be? Hmm, that's a good question. I I think if it came out today in like a Marvel or a DC book, uh-huh. it would still be kind of revolutionary-ish. Just okay. because, you know, they they still don't go, like, full-on real life, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. we read a lot yeah. of indie stuff that, I mean, it, everything is, like, real-life issues. Yeah. So, so like... Or, it, like, way the hell out there, like, Crossed, for yeah. example. Yeah. But, I, I mean, if, like... You know, if there was a book that came out by a different publisher, like a Black Mask or something, mm-hmm. where, where, you know, someone's a heroin addict and they're trying to help him, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's what they do. But right. but if DC, you know, I think even today, if DC did something like that, it would be like, wow, that's sort of crazy. Right. And do you think it would get, like, backlash more so than, like, what they would hmm. back then? You know what I mean? Kind of like the... Women in refrigerators thing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, um, oh. I don't know. Like, think, well, example of Jason Todd, right? Mm. Well, recently, quote, unquote, death of Tim Drake. Right. So, but we didn't get to find out that he actually wasn't dead until like the next two weeks, right? When he was just in Oz's little thing. Right. Was spoiler or Batwoman or whatever? Mm-hmm. I think there would have been like an outrage for it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't. And I'm not saying that. I think it's just the world that we live in. Does that make sense? Yeah. But like for them to kill off Tim Drake, quote unquote, that was like the safe measure to do to progress the story. And also to play it safe with critics or out, outrage. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I, I, I think if they went, I see. There's like weird fan backlash on like the strangest things now. That, yeah, you know, yeah, that you agreed. wouldn't necessarily think that people would get upset about. Right. But just like out of nowhere, 
you know, like people are like, I can't believe that this happened. You're like, but why is that what you get upset about when this over here is the real crazy thing? <laughs> right, yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, I don't even know if, if it would get like a strange backlash. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't even. Because like you fans, couldn't do. Fans are just nuts. You couldn't do the killing joke now. See, but again, you sort of, you can, because they do it, I mean, I guess it might have to go, like, on a Vertigo thing. Yeah. But but still, I mean, DC will put out, like, a, a direct trade paperback story, and it's nuts. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of the stuff goes goes way darker than than, than the regular comics, and I guess they, you know, that's probably how they market it. You know, it's right. like, oh, here's an adult... Yeah, an adult Batman story. Right. So, like Joker cutting off his face. Yeah, but I mean, that was in the comics, though, so that, that was kind of nuts. No, yeah, I get it. I was just, you know. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think Snyder's Batman, like the, his whole new 52 Batman run, mm-hmm. if if you really look at it, there was a lot of like weird horror type stuff in there. Right. But I mean, that's, yep. that's what he does. And then, right. yeah. and then Commissioner Gordon shaved his head and wore a Batman costume, a robot. <laughs> Batman costume. Yeah. A bat <laughs> tech thingy. Yeah. yeah. Um but but even even when that was happening it was still almost horror-y because like he and the Joker killed each other, but they were both alive and just didn't have their memories. Yeah. You know, so he was still trying to figure out who he was and what was going on, so I don't know. I like that run. I don't care what people say. Yep. Um <laughs> Yeah. Do um do you have any other Halloweenish stuff? I do not. Okay, we have a couple questions. Okay. One of them one of them I don't know if we can get into it now because it probably requires some thought. Um, okay. So don't bring it up then. I, I I will not. Well, I'll mention it to you so you can think about it and we will answer it the next time. Okay. All, all of these questions came from uh, Mr. Nick Wetmore. That you owe apology to. I do. Nick Wetmore's the best. I love Nick. He's my favorite. And uh, I will I will do a good job trying to remember things that happened in the past as I'm telling him that things didn't happen. Because apparently we had a conversation I have no recollection about, and I told him it never happened. No, you told him he was a liar. Yes, I did. I called him a liar, and I am sorry for it, because he showed me our entire conversation as it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, I love you, buddy. Um, the, Hashtag Team Wetmore. The, the first question, th- this one we'll get to next time. He wanted to know um, our favorite DC character uh, revamp. So that's something keep okay. in the back of your mind. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Um, uh, another question that he asked, um, where is it? Um, do do we think, okay, would a rotating team-up book work in today's trade market, or does everything need to be six to seven issue arcs? And I guess basically, you know, I, I guess it doesn't have to necessarily be a trade market. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be like an anthology series. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally... I love a good anthology series that in a way, um, I mean, if, if Venditti wasn't doing what he's doing with the Green Lantern book with Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, I, I would love a Green Lantern or, or just like a Lanterns anthology series that, you know, you don't have to give each Lantern their own book, but I think it would be kind of fun because you can tell short stories with, Hey, we want to sit, you know, we want to do something with, you know, with some yellow lanterns here. We want to do something, you know, have our fleas pop, you know, do a little story arc, or we want to have, you know, some, you know, red lanterns going crazy over here, or the indigo tribe or, or whatever. I think it would be kind of interesting to have a series where it could be maybe a one shot or a two or a three issue arc with a rotating cast like that. Um, as for a team up book, I think it would be kind of cool because, you know, I mean, look at, look at how awesome justice league unlimited was, 
that that entire thing was just like a rotating team up where pretty much every episode would have like one one main member of the Justice League teaming up with two just like random whoever's so I mean I I would be all for it I would definitely read the heck out of that I don't think it matters to me no um because I mean like I love I know this isn't DC but I love like what Adam Glass is doing with Rough Riders right okay where it's just broken up in seasons quote unquote or arcs right right and then it's and then the trade comes out, and then, um, and then the new season or new arc starts or whatever. Right. Um. Uh, although, on the other hand, though, I think for like the main title books, like Batman or Superman or Aquaman, Green Lanterns, I don't think a rotating creative team would work very no, not, well. Not a creative team, like a character book. Oh, a character book? Yeah. So, like, like Justice League International? Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of like what I was saying, Justice League Unlimited, where, where it would be, yeah. you know, like every issue or two issues would have, you know, different people solving a case. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that would totally work, then. I'd get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. it's weird with the way sales are today. That like for some reason they don't put out anthologies anymore, right? Um, and uh, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's so many. Pe- it's weird with how people trade weight or don't, you know, with what they pick. And if this solo, like the individual issues, don't sell, then by the time that they're even going to get close to when like the trade would be out. They're already making a decision. You know what? We're going to cut this series off at issue 10 or whatever. So it's like, well, if at issue 4 or 5, the sales aren't great and you're going to cut it soon. And you say, okay, we're going to stop and this one's going to be the last issue. And then the first trade comes out around issue 6 or 7. If the trade, you know, sells out and then goes needs to go to a second or a third printing because it's gone so nuts. I mean, they've already pretty much ended the book you know so i don't get how the business of comics works i just want them to make comics that i like to read <coughs> bless you sorry um yeah uh another question this one i think is going to be right up your alley that he he liked listening to a hearing our our new wildstorm thoughts okay where are you with the vertigo relaunch and what do you want to see Mm. American Vampire. So, so you want to see more of the older books? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I want I want Vertigo to be like it was before. Okay. If that makes sense. Like where the dark and edgier books were see that couldn't couldn't go into the main universe or whatever was um i'm trying to remember uh gail simone was doing uh the book clean room yeah was that a vertigo book or was that an image book um i thought it was vertigo I, yeah i'm thinking it's vertigo also i mean like there were there were still some really creepy vertigo books <clears throat> you know like i I think at the height of Vertigo, when they were putting out a lot of the, the I guess the the most well received titles. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cleanroom was Vertigo. Was it? Oh, okay. When um, I, I want them to get back kind of to that where they were just taking you know a lot of chances on weird stuff and hoping they caught on. But not. Far out there and crazy weird, like well, I mean, young Sandman, animal. Is. Sandman is kind of far out there and bizarre as hell. Okay, you know, yeah. like yeah, like that that kind of stuff. I mean, I I don't mean you know write a book where you know a lollipop is the main character and he solves mysteries or something. You're just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and but, he's got a 
escape from people trying to chomp to the center of the yeah to the center of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like I for me, I I want them to take chances on books that they'll actually give time to to get to where you know, like the big Vertigo stuff got yeah. to. Yeah. Because, I mean, in today's market, do you think any of those older Vertigo books would have lasted? You know, like, a, a lot of the stuff really didn't get going for, like, two, three arcs. And, you know, I mean, once it really took off, it took off. But, I mean, some of it was was rough going at the start. And, you know, I'm glad that they were given time because we wouldn't see the super long, you know, runs like of... Preacher. Yeah, like Preacher, like, um... Scalp. Yeah. Yeah, Scalp was really good. But I guess Scalp's not really older, but... Well, I mean, it is. Kinda... It's... When was that out? That was... Early 2000s, I would say. Alright, so it's still 15 years old. Yeah. I don't know. I... Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm hesitant, I guess, because I don't know... Or we haven't been told what's coming out with the new Vertigo. Yeah, right. They really haven't said anything. They just said twenty fifth anniversary relaunch. Right. And I, my assumption, based off of Dark Knight's Metal, is that we might see a Sandman book. Well, yeah, yeah, we might. That's a good assumption. I would say that's pretty safe. I would say. Yeah. But, but I mean, who even... knows? That could just be a total teaser, and they'd be like, "Haha." You get nothing. <laughs> right. And, like, see, I like Preacher's done. I don't really care to revisit that, right? Right. To be honest, I don't think I ever finished reading Preacher. I, I don't I, think I read the last volumes. I, I burnt out on that series. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <clears throat> so what about you? Yeah, I mean, that's just... Are like, you in the same on the fence, too? Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting what what they're going to put out. Okay. You know, at, at least, even if they don't tell me books, mm -hmm. if you can give me some, you know, oh, we, these creative teams are going to be working on things, mm -hmm. and even if it's not, you know, like Neil Gaiman, at, at least, you know, I mean, if they announce his name, obviously you know what he's writing, but right, yeah, but like I don't even. As long as I can see that, I mean, obviously things are moving forward because they wouldn't they wouldn't make a big announcement like some other companies. Um, but yeah, I just I just want to see who's going to be writing stuff. Yeah, because I yeah. think that more so than the art, like with Vertigo, I, I think more so more so than the art. I think the writing is like hugely key for this because if you're gonna give me writers who go like way off the deep end. I mean, I, I'm not going to stay too interested, you know? So agreed. But at the same time, if JRJR is drawing a book, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted to mention. The art and that su Batman Superman issue. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness me. I'm going to have to try and see if I can find a screenshot of how poorly Superman was drawn in one of these things. Like, he, he looks like he's just a bunch of rectangles. It was just okay. brutal. I, I forget who drew it, but oh my goodness. So. But, um. Yeah, those are. Those are the questions. Well, we will have to get back to the, um, character revamps. Because yeah. I think that one. That we could probably talk a while on once we actually think about it. Yep. I think so, too. So. Uh, yeah, you got anything else? No, I don't. I would like for our listeners to tweet at us and give us some of their Halloween-ish oh, stories. Yeah. That, would that would be, be cool. cool. To listen or to get the feedback and see what, you know, their stories would be yeah or or non-mainstream horror books yeah you know mm -hmm. i know martin's gonna just tweet us killing joke over and over again yeah probably that guy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um thank you for listening to our spooky halloween episode
I wish I had maybe. one of those like annoying door ghost things. Yeah, maybe we should have called Ghostbusters. I don't get it. But they're, but they're IDW, though, so... Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. But they did cross over with the Ninja Turtles, I think. Which is also IDW. Yeah, it's all right, though. It's Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess uh, you can tweet to me directly at Aaron S. Bell. You can tweet to me at rumbar316. You can tweet your favorite Halloween issues or storylines or arcs to the show directly at DC underscore absolute. And uh, I, I guess until next time! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. Absolutely. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah, sure, why not? I'll get into my silly speculation. Aquaman! I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. He's a hipster. The Flash World Classic Human! I mean, I grew up with Wally West. Uh, is this okay? <laughs> is that caught as long as, as long as we don't get caught? Think about the future! If you're good at something, never do it for free. Dude, you're a dumbass. You are foolish. All this nerd talk. Ooh. DC absolute. Exactly. Hell yeah. um, There's been some good. There's been some great. There's been some really terrible. And there's been some average. I think. That wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Ooh. Nerdy Legion. NerdyLegion.com. Absolute worst piece of garbage ever.